You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A special interview, part one of an interview you'll hear today is with BYU wide receiver Chris Jackson. I had a chance to speak with him, learn a little bit more about his background, his journey to BYU, and his game as a player. You'll hear part one of that interview on today's podcast. We'll also get to our player countdown series as we get you ready for BYU in Utah, 98 days away from today. Who is the best BYU player to wear the number 98? We'll talk about that and obviously catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON right now. Save yourself $10 on your first order. A fantastic offer from Built Bar. Also brought to you today by our good friends at Talacris Plasma Resources. We'll tell you more about them as today's show rolls on as well. With that rundown out of the way, Let's get it going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 28th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this daily podcast, all focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. Make sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on Spotify or Apple Podcasts in that respective order or essentially follow us anywhere you listen to us on your podcast provider that way you never miss a daily episode of this BYU sports talk a lot to get to on today's show but let's start off with this we are 98 days away from BYU in Utah kicking off the season we hope and we are counting it down with the best players to wear that number in BYU history football basketball doesn't matter Uh, with these higher numbers especially in the 90s they're going to be mainly football players and today we had a number of I thought uh, good prospects or good uh, candidates to take this spot Uh, the voting went up on locked on Cougars on Twitter yesterday we also put it on Instagram you can search out the show on both of those platforms as well as Facebook just look us up locked on Cougars you'll be able to follow us there and we put it to a vote to you guys yesterday and the final results coming in for the best player to wear the number 98 uh, 79% of the votes went to former BYU nose tackle Romney Funga some of the other players that were considered included Mitch Harris, Isaiah Magale, and Mike Ulufale. And I also failed in a one respect of this, and some of you pointed this out to me on social media, uh, that Brad Hunter should have been considered for this spot. And when I was doing my research on players, somehow I omitted the name of Brad Hunter, and I should not have done so. Uh, Brad Hunter, just a little bit of background on him, he was a defensive lineman for BYU in the early 1990s, but also served as the punter for BYU during his time as a Cougar at six foot five, 260 pounds. And he had a pretty famous fake punt that I remember uh, in retrospect after this was mentioned to me uh, ran for 13 yards on a fake punt against Notre Dame picked up the first down a pretty uh, famous play that had completely forgotten but still 
just looking at this, I, I failed to mention Brad Hunter, and I kind of feel bad about doing that, but he should have been a finalist on this list. So essentially, we had five finalists, but I thought all of them were worthy recipients. But the fans have spoken. Romney Funga, who I also agree with, is the pick for the best player to wear the number 98 in BYU history. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the other finalists real quick. We mentioned Brad Hunter, served as a, a defensive lineman as well as punter for BYU. Michael LaFale currently is the head coach at St. Francis School out in Hawaii. He was a third-round draft pick of the Dallas Cowboys after playing at BYU along the defensive line. Only played a one year for the Cowboys, though, after suffering an ACL injury and then ended up on injured reserve. Ended up playing later in the AFL for multiple teams, but after being a third-round draft pick, the NFL career that a lot of people envisioned for Ulafale never materialized. A good player for BYU, no doubt. Mitch Harris, in his own right, a very steady player, served as the deep snapper for BYU over the past two seasons, uh, supplanting uh, some guys along the way to be the starter there. And the best part you can say about a deep snapper, and I say this all the time, is that you don't know their name in the season. And that's the biggest thing about Mitch Harris, is he just took care of his job, never had an RE snap that got BYU in a bad spot, and as a result, I think he had a good run at BYU wearing the number 98. Uh, was a team captain in high school, came to BYU as a walk-on, ended up as a scholarship athlete, and I think he made good on the bet on himself there. And then finally, Isaiah Magale ended up uh, with f- uh, 40 solo tackles and 48 assisted tackles during his BYU career. Uh, notched four QB hits. I think a fantastic player out of Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Played in the mid-1990s on the 19. 19- 96 uh, Cotton Bowl team, etc. A great player out of Aurora uh, and we trip. We- Wheat, Aurora, Colorado, and Wheat Ridge High School, if I can get that name out of my mouth. Wheat Ridge High School, man, struggling there. But I think all of these players were fantastic candidates to take this spot. But I think Romney Funga does stand above the rest, simply due to the fact that Romney Funga was the prototypical nose tackle for what BYU was doing under Bronco Mendenhall and his 3-4 system that he ran late in, later in his BYU tenure. Funga was a quiet dude. Rarely spoke to the media, just didn't necessarily uh, want to do many media requests, but he was an absolute beast on the field. A two-gapping sensation, was capable of, of taking on double and triple teams on the interior of the defensive line, enjoyed doing it, didn't get the recognition I think that was due for him during his time at BYU, and had it not been for some unfortunate injuries, he probably would have been an NFL draft pick. He did sign a free agent deal with the Denver Broncos in the 2013 NFL draft, but with some of the other injuries he suffered, I think that he probably deserved better better than that when it came to the NFL. I thought he was a guy that could thrive as a 3-4 nose tackle at the NFL level. Had the size you wanted, 6'2", 318 pounds, but ultimately never panned out. But regardless, a scholar as well as an athlete, a three-time academic All-Mountain West Conference recipient, just a fantastic, fantastic player. A total of 131 tackles in his BYU career, long to go with three sacks. I think Romney Fungo was an easy selection as the best player to wear the number 98 in a BYU uniform. So big thank you to all of you who have been voting on these each and every day. We will continue on throughout the summer letting you guys vote on these, have your voice be heard as we talk about the greatest players wear these numbers in a BYU uniform. Currently, the player wearing the number 98 for BYU is another defensive lineman, Gabe Summers, a walk-on, the son of former BYU offensive lineman Hiram Summers. 
Uh, Gabe showed some prowess in the pass rush during practices both last fall as well as early on this spring before practices were halted, obviously, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Here's hoping that he can make an impact this coming fall and maybe help upgrade the pass rush for BYU out of Westlake High School out there in Saratoga Springs, Utah. All right, that'll do it for uh, our player countdown today number 98 tomorrow number 97 make sure to follow the show on social media search us out locked on cougars on facebook instagram and twitter that way you can have your voice be heard when we vote on these great players and you guys can kind of weigh in with your thoughts on some of the greats of byu past as well uh we'll stay with the football theme of things we're going to talk with byu wide receiver chris jackson next had a fantastic opportunity to speak with him a little bit of his background uh what he's doing at BYU now and him getting ready for this upcoming season will be part one of a two-part interview. We'll have the second part on tomorrow's podcast, but we'll get to that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that our title sponsor here on the podcast is our good friends at Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and learn more about this company. The best part is it's a local company here in the state of Utah who is revolutionizing the protein bar game. I grew up eating all kinds of protein bars in the various sports I played. My wife did the same thing. She was a college athlete and had all kinds of different supplements and protein bars given to her over the years. And we both agree, these protein bars taste legitimately like a candy bar, and it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal product the folks at Built Bar have put together. I want you guys to check them out. They're putting together new flavors every day. They launched a new flavor earlier this week. I mentioned it uh, yesterday and the day before. Pineapple Upside Down Cake. I am more than giddy to try that flavor. It's one of my favorite desserts of all time, so I'm excited to see how they do with that. All of these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're great for the health-conscious guy or gal and can help you along wherever you're at in your weight journey. All of the bars are low calorie low sugar but high protein and high fiber so they are a fantastic option for you guys uh, and i would encourage you guys to check them out go to builtbar.com right now to learn more about this company you're supporting the local economy when you support built bar here in the state of utah and right now if you use the promo code locked on you can save ten dollars on your first order go to builtbar.com enter that promo code locked on and get ten dollars off and this week only through the end of the week you guys also can get five dollars off any box of bars as well so a total savings of $15 potentially for you guys. Check it out. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Fantastic partners with us here on Locked On Cougars and the entire Locked On Podcast Network. I enjoyed catching up with BYU wide receiver Chris Jackson recently to talk about what's going on with him at BYU, uh, how he's adapting to the culture in Provo. He's actually been in Provo longer than you might think. He'll explain that here in just a second, but a great conversation with new BYU wide receiver Chris Jackson, a junior college transfer who's expected to step in and compete for playing time right away for BYU. So without further ado, here you go. Part one of my conversation with BYU wide receiver, junior college transfer Chris Jackson. Chris, how are you? Doing good. How about yourself? Doing all right. Thanks again for taking the time to join me here. Uh, Let's start here, Chris. You're a junior college transfer joining the BYU football program. Uh, You're in Provo. You've been here for, you said, over a month now. What's the experience been like so far? It's been real peaceful. Um, It's a lot different different than Cali. But I like it. It's very peaceful. Everyone's nice. Yeah, pretty good place. Awesome. Uh, you're obviously from Southern California. You uh, went the JUCO route, a uh, three-star prospect out of the JUCO ranks. 
what was the uh, situation like when it came to recruiting and when BYU contacted you? What was the initial, uh, who initially reached out to you, et cetera? Um, coach Fessy, okay. receiver coach. One day he just gave me a call. They told me they watched my film, and that's all she wrote from there. You went to Mount San Antonio College. Uh, tell me, talk to me a little bit about your, your path from high school, going the JUCO route. What was that all like for you? Oh, okay, okay. So, basically, um, played football in high school. So, I was I didn't really start taking football serious until my junior year. I started getting looks from different schools like Cal, Arizona. And I ended up transferring to another high school my senior year. And I got more looks from different schools, Montana State, SC. And then I couldn't leave because of my SAT score, so I had to take the JUCO route. Took the JUCO route, great shirt in my first year in JUCO, played the next two years, then I had the red shirt again. But I was um, getting recruited by other schools such as Middle Tennessee, um, San Jose State, Syracuse, West West Virginia, and and BYU. So when uh, BYU entered the picture, how much did you know about the Cougars, if anything? I'm not going to lie. I didn't know anything. I kind of <laughs> knew a little bit. I knew that you guys um, – I knew BYU beat SC. I knew that. But uh, once I got in contact with Coach Fessy, that's when I started doing my research. And, yeah, I liked what I've seen. What was the uh, – go ahead. Oh, no, that was it. Okay. Uh, When you talked with Coach Fessy, what did he tell you, and how has your relationship grown since the first time you got in contact with you? The first time I got with Coach Fessy, he just talked to me, asked me some questions about my background. I kind of told him my story and where my mindset was at when it came to football. And um, I think he noticed off the back I I was a family guy. I was just one of those one of those kids that just want to focus and and just do well. I wasn't really a big partier. I just really just wanted to focus on football in school. So once he noticed that, that's when um, he had offered, and then I took a visit, and I loved my visit. What'd you like about Provo? What was the biggest selling point? I would say um, how the coaches kind of treated me like I was family. I just felt comfortable. I brought my little brothers along on my visit as well. And my little brothers loved the school, so I just committed early. Yeah, I remember reading about that. You brought your two younger brothers with you on that official visit. What was the reasoning behind that? Uh, what? Why did you bring them along? I brought my little brothers along because as a family, we've been through a lot. And um, everything I do, they literally do. I'm they look up to me a lot and I feel like it's not just about me. It's a, it's about setting, it's about generations after, like after me. So I just want to bring my little brothers along just to show them everything that I've been through. And I'm still getting this opportunity to play D1 football and they can do the exact same thing. So I just wanted to show them what the college experience looked like. And yeah, I just wanted to just bring them along and just hopefully just be an inspiration on their lives. Are they both football players as well? Yeah, they play every sport, basketball, football, track, 
kind of like how I did. Okay. All right. Are they better at any sport than another, or are they all pretty good athletes like yourself? I would say the taller one, he's more of a basketball guy, but he can play football as well. He's about – he's 15 years old. He's like six one. The younger one, he's more of a of – a, he's both. He's just extremely athletic. But, um, yeah, they, 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 they're pretty talented at all sports. I guess it's, it's just genetics. <laughs> Speaking with Chris Jackson here, new BYU wide receiver. Chris, I wanted to ask you about your game as a wide receiver. They list you at five foot ten. Uh, you're known for your speed by most of the, most of the recruiting services. How would you describe your game on the football field? Uh, I would say my game, my whole mindset when I'm playing, is to dominate my opponent, to dominate everybody on the field by any means necessary. Um, a lot of coaches, like, yes, I am a speed dude. Yes, I am fast. But a lot of coaches think I'm just a speed dude. I'm not. I can do basically everything on the field. I can block. I can make someone miss after the catch. I can run routes. But a lot of coaches, they think I'm just a speed guy. And I kind of feel like the coaches don't know what I'm capable of yet until they really, really see me play. And then they'll understand. But other than that, I think I just bring just the dog mentality, just that's something I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to bring to this offense, just a dog mentality. Is there a wide receiver either in the college game or the pro game that you kind of model your game after you would compare it to? I would compare it to Steve Smith, but faster. Okay. I would say Steve Smith, but a little bit quicker. But I like a lot of receivers. I, I watch all different types of receivers. Steve Smith, the former University of Utah graduate, so rival school, man. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, if, if you're anything like Steve Smith, I know a lot of BYU fans are familiar with what he did at the University of Utah. They saw him go on to that uh, Hall of Fame-worthy career with the Carolina Panthers and everything he did in that career. And if, if, if it turns out anything like that, I think BYU fans will be very pleased with your development. Uh, when it comes to the BYU offense, have the coaches indicated to you where you're going to be used, or are they planning on using you all over the field? They haven't um, necessarily indicated me where I'm going to be used. Um, I think I will be used more as – hopefully I can play outside and slot because mm-hmm. I feel like I'll make an impact on in any position, really. If it's outside of the slot, I feel like I'll make a, a good impact. How have you been navigating this whole uh, COVID-19 shutdown period? How has that been for you personally? I actually like it. I don't like the fact that um, everything is closed, but I like the fact that I can perfect my craft and really work on myself. And really, I'm really just competing against myself, just pushing myself every single day and making sure I be responsible because you can easily get lazy during this during this whole COVID-19 thing. But I just try to make sure I get up and, and do something, at least work out. I work out probably like three times a day, maybe four it all depends. Um, I make sure I do my homework. So I just try to like just stay busy throughout the day, make sure I'm doing something towards my goals. Have there been teammates in particular here at BYU that you've been working out with mainly? Oh, yes, I have. Um, I work out every day with Chris Wilcox. Okay. Um, the corner, work out with him. Um, I throw with quarterbacks probably three times a week if I can. Um, 
and I just study my plays. That's that's the most important, knowing what you're doing on the field. So I'm just making sure I know my playbook. Yeah, that's about it. I was going to ask you, have you had you you have had access to the BYU playbook then? I don't have all of them, but um, I know what Coach Presley has taught us. Like the new the recruits that's coming in, mm-hmm. we have like little Zoom meetings and stuff. So I just know basically what he has taught us. Okay. So that's the start. He wants us to know what he's taught us. Yeah, you, you said you've been working out with Chris Wilcox. He's been struggling with injuries over the past year or so. Is he back to full speed? He's not back to full speed. Most we've been doing is lifting weights, and um, he gets, he rehabs for his legs. Okay. So he, he'll be back in about a couple weeks. So at, at, at that point, because he, when he was healthy, he's one of the better shutdown corners BYU's seen in recent history. So he'd be a good guy to practice against, I would assume, right? Yeah. <laughs> when he gets back healthy, we're going to be going at it. There you go. Chris Jackson, part one of that interview. You'll hear part two of it tomorrow. A little bit more about his background, his motivation as he gets ready to play for BYU this fall. A young man who is very grateful for the opportunity he has to play at the FBS level and be at BYU. Interesting to hear that he's been here for a month and a half, already in classes, uh, working out and living with uh, Chris Wilcox. And interesting also to hear him say that Chris Wilcox getting close to 100%, but not quite there. You hope that Wilcox gets back to 100% and can enjoy a a pain-free or relatively pain-free senior season this coming fall. But regardless, it sounds like the workouts are going well, and we'll have more of that conversation on tomorrow's podcast. Uh, Today's show has been brought to you in part by our good friends at Talacris Plasma Resources. Guys, right now there's an urgent critical need for all kinds of things with the COVID-19 pandemic, but especially when it comes to the donations of plasma. Talacris Plasma Resources, located in Provo, needs your guys' plasma donations. You're probably wondering why. Well, the plasma that Telechris collects goes into multiple different things to help out our fellow men. They collect plasma that goes into life-saving medications for people with low immune systems, plasma therapy for burn victims, and research into additional usages of plasma, including right now the look into how convalescent plasma might be able to help treat and eradicate the COVID-19 virus. We're trying to obviously socially distance ourselves, keep ourselves safe, stay at home, stay safe. You've heard all of this before. Well, guess what? With your donations to Talcris Plasma Resources, they can help that fight and you can help that fight individually. And the best part is they're also paying you for your donations. New donors at Talcris Plasma Resources can make up to $525 a month in their first month of donations if you have 10 donations in a month. Return donors, they haven't forgotten about you as well. You can earn up to $475 a month and each donation you make, the money goes up throughout the month. So it's a it's a reason to keep going back and donating your plasma as soon as you possibly can because you can make more and more money throughout each month. It's an easy way to put some cash in your pocket. I did this when I was a student at BYU. I do need to get back down there and donate my plasma as well. So I'd encourage you guys to stop in. Talacris Plasma Resources is located at 651 Columbia Lane in Provo. If you have any further questions, feel free to give them a call. Their phone number, 801-377-1243. They're open and convenient to whatever your schedule is. They open at 5.30 a.m. and are open until 8.30 p.m. during weekdays, Monday through Friday. They open up at 5.00 
5.30 a.m. on Saturdays and close at 5 p.m. and are closed on Sundays, guys. So go check it out. Help out your fellow man. Donate your plasma and help Talakris and their parent company Griffles in the fight against COVID-19 as well. That's Talakris Plasma Resources, a proud partner with us here on Locked on Cougars. All right, as we close out this Thursday edition of the podcast, wanted to hit one thing that may have fallen off your radar you might have missed when it came to the news cycle for BYU sports, but that is that BYU's incoming tennis recruiting class is actually ranked number 23 in the country, and that's a fantastic ranking for BYU, especially under new uh, director of tennis and men's head coach Dave Porter. BYU bringing in some big-time talent, none bigger than Red Owen. He's a five-star signee from Sandy, Utah, played at Brighton High School. He's going to go on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints before enrolling at BYU, and he'll join the Cougars, expected for the 2022-2023 season. Uh, Dominic Jakolevich, I hope I got that correct, is a five-star recruit in his own right from Laurel Springs Online School. He'll be joining the Cougars, as well as Alex Lynn. He's a four-star player from Gold River, California. So two five-star athletes and a four-star athlete. That's some elite recruiting for BYU men's tennis, and a big congratulations to them to see them ranked in the top 25 I think should bode well for them as they move forward here in the West Coast Conference obviously tennis is a different type of sport at the collegiate level because a lot of guys will bypass that level completely and go straight into the pro ranks but regardless having high level talent come to Provo to compete in men's tennis that's a fantastic development for Dave Porter and the tennis program at BYU and hopefully it pays off for them they've got a lot of high level athletes talked about Sean Hill yesterday being the ITA Mountain Region Player of the Year, uh, named that earlier this week. But still a lot of talent at BYU, and it looks like a lot of incoming talent of the elite variety for men's tennis as well. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. A big thank you to all of you who continue to support the show. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. As I said, search out the show on social media. Search us out, Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I have my personal Twitter feed is Jacob C. Hatch. You can search me out there. And of course, you always can feel free to weigh in with the show via email lockedonbyu at gmail.com is the address there reminder for you guys leave us a rating and review especially if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts. those five star ratings are worth their weight in podcast gold and also feel free to leave us a note uh what you like about the podcast in the comment section those review sections really does help get the word out about the podcast and continue to build this audience and a big thank you in advance for doing that uh today's show also brought to you by our title sponsor or Built Bar, go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code Locked On. $10 off your first order, and this week only $5 off every box of bars. So a total savings of $15 potentially for you guys. Check it out. That's BuiltBar.com, proud sponsor of us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. Like I said, a big thank you once again for your continued support. Part two of our conversation with Chris Jackson on tomorrow's show, as well as number 97, one of the greatest player to wear number 97 in BYU sports history we'll get to all of that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast have a great rest of your thursday this has been the locked on cougars podcast for may 28th 2020 we will talk to you tomorrow